Welcome to episode 37 of the Screenfellas Podcast. My name is Carlos. And I'm Ozzy. Today we have a packed episode. We will be reviewing Masterminds, Miss Peregrine's Home for Peculiar Children, and Queen of Cotway. And we will have a recap of the series premiere of Westworld and this week's episode of Star Wars Rebels. Enjoy the show. As far back as I can remember, I always wanted to be a gangster. Ozzy, how are you doing? I'm doing good. How are you doing, bro? I'm all right. All right. We have had a couple of complications with just trying to get this episode going, but now that we've got it going, we're good to go. And, oh my gosh, do we have a packed episode today. It might be our most, like, packed episode we've ever done. Like, we got so much stuff to talk about. Yeah, man. We got a bunch of stuff to talk about. A lot of stuff came out this past week yeah and we um, kind of got bombarded with civilian things in our last episode so what we had to do was kind of push three reviews back to this one and then we're having two recaps it's just craziness but um we're gonna try to keep a decent pace and we're gonna try to get going real quick here um but first you want to talk about the pirates of the caribbean dead men tell tell no tales teaser trailer and we actually did a recap or no we did a reaction of that on our youtube channel um but you didn't get a chance to because you're not in the same state as us so what did you think of the um rebels or not rebels my bad i'm all over the place (laughs) but yeah what did you think of the um teaser trailer for um well i i saw this trailer like like i saw something for it i was like what this has to be fake and then i saw it i was like oh my gosh this is actually legit um I'm actually really excited for this movie, man. I really did like the trailer. It, it's it's different marketing from definitely it's, it's different marketing from all the other four um, movies. This is a completely different type of style and how they marketed it. First, from from the opening shot, I was actually really surprised at the cinematography. I'm like, wow, this is actually a really great shot. Um, and I'm definitely interested in the premise of the of the movie. Um, it, it like I think Javier Bardem is Bardem is gonna be it's gonna be a fantastic is a fantastic addition to the series. I think definitely how they set up his character when it comes to the CGI, the makeup, and I, I just think it's he's gonna be a force to reckon with. And I think it's like this might it has this has the possibility of being the best pirates movie, or has the best um, chance of being one of the worst. Um, so either it's either, or I really do love the franchise though. And the yeah. fourth one is, is my least favorite, but, um, I hope, I hope this ends up being like a really good one. Um, yeah. cause it looks fantastic. Just that teaser. I was like, what the hell? Like this is, I was excited. Yeah. I, I think it's important to note you do have like a major love for this franchise. So, um, but I think that's very cool because not many people are like diehard for diehard for this franchise. I mean, there's a lot of people who are fans of it, but no, like you're definitely the biggest fan I know. Um, <laughs> that's for sure. Um, but I don't know. I liked it. Like I agree, and I saw the same things you saw up until a point. Like there's a point where Javier Bardem's character kind of makes a joke, and I'm just like, 
uh, I don't know. It didn't, I don't know. It kind of messed with the tone because the, they're, the entire trailer, other than that moment, they're trying to set up for this, like, really serious, maybe the darkest pirates movie we've ha- ever had. And then, like, he kind of throws in this joke there and I'm just like, eh. But, I don't know. Yeah, I, I'm still looking forward to it because the the, mo- the movie looks like it's going to be beautiful, be- and that is um, one thing you can't really criticize these movies for. They're always well shot, so it's always exciting to see that. And then obviously, um, Depp is um, this is one hit probably his most iconic role. So um, I'm looking forward to yeah, getting I mean, back have, to this franchise. Yeah, I mean, well, uh, Orlando Bloom is going to be returning as well. True. He wasn't in the fourth one, but he's going to be returning as well. So. I think it's going to be an interesting sort of dynamic going back in. I'm excited. Yeah. As in, this movie is is coming out 10 years after the third one, so I'm excited. Wow, that, that's a long time. But, I mean, we had the fourth one, but uh, obviously nobody kind of really... I didn't hate the fourth one. I thought it was okay, but whatever. The fourth one wasn't, wasn't the same style as the other three. The other three, you were always in the Black Pearl, and for some reason, I don't know why, they decided to take the Black Pearl out of this out of the fourth one. Yeah. It was a big mistake. So, um, it's whatever. Fair enough. All right, you want to move on to our first review? Let's do it, bro. All right. Well, we're going to start with, actually, this is the most recent movie I've seen, but we're going to start with it anyway, Masterminds. Ozzy, what did you think of the comedies with a huge cast? Oh my gosh, what did you think of this movie, Masterminds? I didn't laugh once. I really didn't laugh once. Whoa. Um, I really did not laugh once. <laughs> oh, I laughed when I saw the bloopers, but I didn't laugh once. That's, okay, I'm glad you said that because <laughs> the bloopers made me laugh than, more, more, than, more than anything in the movie. Yeah, like that last blooper, I was crying. I'm just like, <laughs> <laughs> like it was so funny. But um, I didn't laugh once in this movie. I was I was looking to laugh. I didn't get any. I got like a like a oh smile. The most I got. But I like, agree. Yeah. It definitely got me to smile at points, and it got me kind of to chuckle at a few moments. Like, I was like, oh, yeah, that was kind of funny. But I never got to, I never had any of those moments like Mike and Dave where I'm just, like, dying laughing, you know what I'm saying? Um, but do you yeah. have, all right, you want to get to just, this, let's start with our normal review here. Let, do you have any positives for this movie? I mean, they had, they looked like they had a good time shooting the movie. Um, that's, that's, that's one of the only things I can give it. Um... <laughs> That's all you have? The acting is pretty decent in the movie. Um, I mean, okay, if if this is supposed to be a comedy, one of the biggest attributes that that I should get from a comedy is laughing, okay? I did not laugh once in the runtime of this movie. Once. Once. (laughs) The only time I laughed is in the bloopers. That's that's not a good thing. I mean, I'm not going to give it... I'm not going to, like... I know there there weren't... Like, they... You couldn't tell this was kind of just like a BS type movie, but yeah. they were just like winging it. So I'm not gonna like give it that. Like I'm not gonna like say you know it's it's like you know it's meant to be like a really great comedy. No, there were, it was it was meant to be a whatever comedy in it. Yeah. Since it, whatever, I didn't laugh once. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> so. All right. So Ozzy is gonna be the super downer on this movie. <laughs> I was not expecting this because this was actually one of the major areas of contention when we were arguing in our completely now irrelevant argument about which movies we're gonna be in the last episode. Um, you wanted to watch this one and review this one earlier. And I'm surprised. I'm I'm surprised. But I actually do have some positives for this movie. Like I said, there were moments that I was like, okay, that was a good joke. And um, 
I do think Kristen Wiig and Zach Galifianakis, Zach Galifianakis had great chemistry. I did really enjoy their dynamic. Just from the first time they're on screen together, I was like, they work really well together. And I actually kind of now want to see more with them together. Um, I do have some issues with Kristen Wiig's character. But overall, I, I do think that they work well together. Do you disagree? Yeah, I mean, they, they, did, a, they did a pretty good job um, working together. <laughs> Um, so I, I also liked Owen Wilson's character in the end a little bit, but, and that's not, it's not really saying yeah, I don't know. He was, he was okay. Um, I do think, I, I, I don't know. I had some issues with character motivation. I, we're leaking into negatives already, but, um, <laughs> I will say the first act of this movie, the actual, like, if you don't know the plot, basically Zach Galifianakis works as, um, what is he? He drives like an armored truck and he trans, transports money all the time. And basically, Kristen Wiig and Owen Wilson and all these other guys come and they're like, hey, let's rob this place. And because he likes Kristen Wiig, he decides to do it. Um, and that whole <laughs> sequence, the kind of heist and the build up to that, I actually thought worked for the most part. I really enjoyed that. Like I said, it was, it's basically the only time, the only, the main portion of the movie that um, Galvanakis and Kristen Wiig are in the same place on screen together, so that helps. Um, but overall, I thought that worked really well. I thought the actual heist sequence went down pretty well, um, and there were moments in that, a couple of moments in that, where I was like, okay, that's kind of clever. And I, like I said, I did have a few okay laughs in this movie. Um, do you have... I, you don't have any positives? I'm really shocked about this. <laughs> I really don't have any that oh, I don't have gosh. any positives. I think I only had that one positive. And that <laughs> yeah, the only other ones I wrote, wrote down you kind of mentioned um, were the bloopers. I do think that was the best part of the movie. Honestly, um, I'm kind of mad that they took some of that stuff out. But um, and then also before we fully transition into negatives here, which I know you're gonna kind of let loose here. Um, I'm really I not, man. Oh, I mean, you don't have anything to say. I, that's how. <laughs> movie is i just i'm left without words i'd like that's my biggest negative in the movie is that i did not laugh once like oh if God. you're not trying like and these and the thing is that these are actually funny people so the fact that i didn't know this cast is like, loaded yeah like the fact that i didn't laugh shocks me <laughs> like i was shocked i'm like wow i didn't laugh once like what yeah um i had a few smiles that wasn't <laughs> yeah i'm on the same page with you there but um one area that I think most people are going to disagree with me, and I mean, obviously you aren't, and I don't know, this might lead to um, an unpopular opinion here, but Kate McKinnon. Um, let, let's talk about her for a second. Why do you like Kate McKinnon? Like, you have such a problem I, with Kate I don't McKinnon. know. I honestly, I had no... <laughs> I had, I knew she, nothing you know, really. She, you know, you know, she, I think, she, didn't she win like an Emmy? I don't didn't know. She, I think she won an Emmy. Dude, I, I honestly, I don't watch SNL. I don't really do most comedy stuff. So anytime, like, some of these big name comedians come out and do movies, my first exposure to them is the movies. So honestly, I had no bias for her or against her going into any of the movies I've seen her in. But I haven't loved her in anything I've seen her in. In this, but I'm not even fully into my negatives here because I didn't know how to feel about Kate McKinnon in this movie. There were times when I was like, I, that's pretty funny. But at the same time, I was like, that is kind of disturbing. Like, she was teetering this line, and this isn't necessarily against her 
ability as a comedian. It was just kind of the role she was playing where I was like, it's so on that line of like funny, but also slightly disturbing that I was like, I can't get fully behind this. I don't know. It was really weird for me. It was a weird experience watching her performance in this movie. But like I said, I don't even think it's against her performance. I think it's more the character she was playing and the way she decided to take the character. I don't know. It was strange, but I don't, like I said, this is now the second movie this year that I haven't liked or loved Kate McKinnon in, so who knows, maybe this will lead to an unpopular opinion down the road. I'm not fully there yet. I'm not, I'm not fully there yet. You're, you're, but. you're ridiculous. Okay. <laughs> what, did you like her in this movie? I thought she was decent, but it's not something that I'm just like, again, where it's like a huge, ne- the only negative I have about her is again, I can, I hate repeating it because it's only a broken record. She didn't make me laugh. It's the only thing. I mean, <laughs> it's like, I'll give her this. This like the whole like you seen it in the trailer like mm-hmm. where they take where they take like a pic- like where they take pictures together that made me smile that that was the one that um <laughs> I was like okay that's kind of funny but even that scene like it went into a level where I was like okay she's acting really weird and it's bothering me I don't know it was really weird um but you mentioned the trailer and that's something else we're gonna talk about here I have not seen the trailer I went into this movie completely 100% blind because I have not seen a single trailer for this movie because they did not market it the studio themselves had no faith in this movie they did not market it I basically saw that it was coming out and I was like what the I might have saw a trailer in a theater once um, but I don't remember it it wasn't good marketing at all but that's a whole nother discussion um, so you really don't, I, I don't know, it, it's kind of hard when you don't have anything to say. Dude, that's like, that's, that's my biggest negative, okay, can we just jump into our negatives here? Yeah, go for um, it. I think another problem that it had is that they kind of really overreact, like, they overacted with these characters. Like, okay. they didn't try, but they tried a lot at the same time. It's kind of weird. Okay. I just, like, I, like, I think, what is it, I think Zach Galifian, I don't know if that was last night. Zach Galifianakis. That's the one. I think he overacted his character a little bit. And then I also think that Kristen Wiig did. That's that's one of the main problems that I have with both of them. I don't know. Their, their performances were my favorite in the movie. I disagree with you on that one. Um, but I, one thing that I kind of agree with you, I guess maybe if you're talking more about character motivations, I completely agree with you because, honestly... <laughs> Some of the decisions that these characters make make absolutely no sense. We're not given any build-up to these decisions. It's just all of a sudden click, and they're going in a completely different direction. Um, there's, like, you know how I was talking about the great chemistry and relationship between Kristen Wiig's character and Zach Galifianakis' character? That completely, basically, switches 180 degrees on Kristen Wiig's part when, like, at random point in the movie, like, after the first act, just... Boom, she's completely switched, and it's just like, okay, like, I don't know, there was no build-up, there was no, like, oh, she's a horrible person, and then all of a sudden, she's completely, like, kind of betraying him, like, I, I don't know, it's weird. Um, and then, also, there's, I don't know, all the characters are kind of in- inconsistent. There's one moment where Zakhoff is basically the entire movie, he's talking about how he wants, or how he, um grew up watching all these spy movies and he thinks it's so cool but the entire movie they're showing us that he is completely unable to do any of these things and then there's one moment where all of a sudden he just starts like punching and kicking people and he's got a gun and like he's able to take a gun from somebody and you're just like what the where where did all these abilities come from it was just so stupid um (laughs) I, i don't know it's frustrating uh do you have anything else to say 
<laughs> Not really, man. Um, this movie was kind of just there uh-huh. and. It's it's definitely it's definitely not on my top ten. Oh, can, can, well, obviously. <laughs> can, okay, one more thing before we kind of score this movie and move on because we really need to move on from this. Um, there, <laughs> there's something like in, this movie might contend with Mechanic Resurrection for the worst special effects I've seen in a movie this year. It's atrocious. Like, and this this is not a movie that requires many special effects, but the special effects that they use are just absolute garbage. Like, I was like, did they use After Effects on freaking iMovie to do this? This is so bad. Like, there's really bad green screen in this movie. It's just, I, I don't know. It was, this bothered me. Um, do you, I didn't right. even notice it, man. Oh like, my I gosh, really it was horrible. Like, there's this one time when he, like, I can't even remember which character it was, but somebody shoots a gun and it like blows up in his face. And I'm just like, I probably could have done that. My brother definitely could have done that on iMovie. Um, it was sad. Um, all right, let's score this movie and move on. And we've been talking about this movie for way too long. What do you got? One. Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. Dude. <laughs> <laughs> Jeez. <laughs> All right. Um, wow, that's so. That's definitely in contention for your worst of the year. That's oh yeah. Okay. Like, listen, listen, listen. Like, your job in the comedy is to make me laugh. I didn't laugh once. You failed. Same. Bloopers don't. Bloopers don't count. <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> All right. I am at. Oh man. I don't know. Uh, see, I was higher, but. Uh, yeah, I'm still higher. I'm still, I'm gonna stick to a four. I think it's not good on any level, but there's some redeeming qualities in it, and that's what kind of keeps it somewhat afloat. I wouldn't you're recommend you're this movie. Way too nice. Well, way too nice. <laughs> I, I do think there's redeeming qualities in the movie. I think you're kind of, because you didn't laugh, you're kind of looking past them, which I get that because it is a comedy. I get it. But I don't know. It's understandable. So, alright, let's move on. Um, to I, what I think will be a higher rated movie, um, at least for me it is, um, Miss Peregrine's Home for Peculiar Children, or basically Tim Burton's X-Men. Um, what did you <laughs> think of this movie, Ozzy? Uh, this movie, it was again a disappointment, um, I'm messing around. Uh, I actually like this movie, I thought this movie was pretty good. Um, I like the mythology that they kind of set around it, mm-hmm. I thought that was kind of interesting. Um, I don't know if this movie, I, I, I don't know if this is actually like a true, like a story like for kids or if it's a movie that has been remade. I don't know, but I actually did it's like based the on books. Oh, okay. It's based well, on I a like book the, series. Okay. Well, I like the mythology that, that it kind of sets up and, 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 um, sort of the characters like Miss, mm-hmm. like, uh, Miss Peregrine. I think she was, she was one of my favorite characters in, in, in the movie. She definitely had two sides of her. Mm-hmm. Um, th- Kind of, she was kind of mysterious, and I was really interested in, in knowing more about her. <clears throat> so I really liked her character. Yeah, I, I agree. Um, she was a great character. Um, I think overall this movie is one that I will end up like, I don't know, maybe it's on like guilty pleasure level because I do think the movie has major flaws and major flaws, but, and we will get there, but I had, I enjoyed this movie more than I was kind of, like, I thought I was going to be kind of met on it, but, I actually enjoyed it quite a bit, surprisingly. There are a lot of things that I kind of wish we had somebody in here who had read the books to kind of talk about because there are some things in the story that kind of bothered me and I was just like, why? It didn't make any sense, but whatever. We'll get there. Um, 
like you said, the kind of mythology that they set up, the story, the world that they put you in, it's very immersive. Like you kind of, you want, you go right into the movie and you're just thrown right into this world. And it's really like, you feel like you just feel like you're in it. And I think that's something that the Harry Potter movies did really well, where they kind of just throw you in there and you feel like you're there. And I think this movie did it really well. They set it up. They set up this mythology. They set up this story. They set up these characters very, very well. And you just feel like you're right there. You feel, it's very believable and you're just in there. Um, and it's, it's a fun time while you're in there. Um, and like you kind of mentioned the characters, I completely agree. Um, Miss Peregrine was great. The other characters, all the ki- children were great. The main kid, what's the kid's name? Do you remember? Um, I know the actor's name, Asha, Asha, yeah, his name Asha, but, um, yeah, he, yeah, he did a, he did a pretty good, decent job. There was one scene I was just like, really? Okay. Really? I think I know who you're talking about, but, mm-hmm. um, yeah, but I think he did a pretty, pretty good job too. Yeah. And I thought his kind of relationship with the girl, um, what's her name? Uh, sh- uh, I can't remember, but, um, those two, though, their characters, um, worked well together. They had good chemistry, their story and their kind of relationship developed very well. It was, um, believable. I, I did really like, um, even there are some loose ends in the story that I really did like and enjoy that they didn't kind of wrap everything up. I guess that's probably cause they're setting up for sequels, but, um, I did, like I said, I really enjoyed this movie, and I thought Burton did a good job directing this movie. I thought it was pretty well-paced. I thought his style um, was a little bit restrained, but also it's very it fits very well for this series, I think. Um, and it is actually surprisingly dark at times, which I don't like. The thing is, I don't know if this was kind of... If this was for kids, and if it was, it might have been too dark for kids. Um, but... I, I did like the fact that it was willing to go to kind of dark places. Like even these monsters ripped eyeballs out of kids and ate them. Like that's how dark we're getting here. Um, yeah, and it literally had really dark. I was, I, that's what I was thinking, man. Like I was in the movie and I'm just like, am I at a kid's movie? Or <laughs> am I? <laughs> I, had the, I had the same thought. Like I was enjoying it, but I was like, I don't know if kids should be seeing this. Good Lord. Um, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I was confused. I'm just like, is this a kid's movie? Like, I'm confused. Yeah. Do you have any more positives, Ozzy? Um, not not really. I mean, you kind of took all the positives out of my mouth. I'm, the only thing I'm going to say is the cinematography is actually really good in the movie. Yeah. Um, it has pretty good cinematography mm-hmm. for, um, for, uh, for, for, for this type of style of movie, actually. Yeah, and I think a lot of that goes back to Burton. He chooses the cinematographers very well, and he... Definitely has a very set style that we know what to expect from him. And it definitely came through, um, through this movie. So, all right, you want to move to negatives? Let's do it, man. All right. What do you got, Ozzy? Um, there were just some practical effects that I had a problem with. Like there was, there was, there was a, especially in some of the acting, like there was a scene where, um, by the way, uh, the main, the main kid actor, his name is, um, Asa Butterfield. Oh, yes, yes. Yeah. He was a contender um, for Spider-Man. For he falls and he knocks... Yeah. He falls and he knocks himself out and that looked like literally the fakest thing I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> okay. I'm just like, really? Come on. And I said that out because I had the theater to myself. I'm like, really? Um, so... I mean, it was abrupt, but it didn't really bother me. I don't know. It bothered me. I'm just like, come on, man. Come on, Tim Burton. You're one of the... Come on, man. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
So that bothered me. And some of the CGI, I felt like I felt could have been cleaned up just a bit. And um, I thought it worked for kind of the style they were going for. They weren't going for ultra realistic, so it kind of just in general worked for me. I thought maybe towards the end it they maybe got a little too ambitious, but overall I thought it worked. All right, and um, what else did I have a problem with? J- his parents. I had a problem with his parents. Mm-hmm. Like not not his mom necessarily, but his father. Mm-hmm. I had such a problem with his father. His father felt like so unrealistic mm-hmm. and so disconnected from everything that was going on. Mm-hmm. So I just I didn't understand. Like there was just some, and I guess that's to do with the story. I just don't understand. Um, why he wasn't more like his father in a sense. Mm-hmm. Understand what I'm saying? So I, I don't know. I just felt sort of, sort of, um, messy in a yeah. sense with the story. You just didn't get enough. So you didn't understand some character motivations in a sense. Okay. Um, see, I, like I said, I do think there are major issues in the movie and I think it starts with the story and kind of, there are some aspects of the story that you're just like, why would you go in this direction? And again, this is why I want, I kind of wanted someone and I pro- will probably find somebody to talk to about the actual story that's in the books and see if they change things or see if it makes any more sense in the books. But there's elements of time travel in this movie and I'm just like, why would you go with time travel? That's one of the hardest things to explain when you're telling a story. And this, they did not do it well at all. I did not understand what was happening, um, with how this time travel worked. Um, with what was affecting what when, like, if they went back in time, um, through it to a different loop, like, with, did what they do affect the future or was it just contained in this loop? How did the loop work? Like, it just didn't make any sense. They don't explain it. And it was very frustrating to watch. Um, they don't explain how any of the, um, basically the villains in the movie are able to, like, one of them is human. There's a few of them that are able to come, become human again, but then there's some of them that are still monsters, and they don't explain any of that. It's just, there's so many aspects of the story that did not make any sense. So much, um, so many plot holes. It just, I, I don't know, it was very frustrating to watch. And honestly, that really holds the movie back for me, um, on my, on a rating standpoint, at least. Like I said, I enjoyed the style, and I enjoyed being immersed in this world. But... Overall, I was just like, I do not understand what is happening. It was very confusing and frustrating to watch for me. Um, and then it all kind of leads to a last act that is just really thrown together and it becomes kind of the pinnacle of all this confusion and, um, nonsensical plot points that it just kind of just does not make sense. And you're just watching things happen on the screen and they don't mean anything because you don't understand why they're happening. Um, so I did not like the finale of this movie at all. Um, and that, those are my two big negatives and they are pretty big and they're going to hold this movie back when it comes to my rating. I mean, that, that, that's understandable. There, like I said, I mean, there, there are some things that, and I guess it's just, just cause we haven't read the books or anything like mm-hmm. that, but that doesn't, but if we're going to transfer something that's written into a screen, you have to yeah. do, at least a bit of summarizing for what you, for what you're taking out. Yeah. Like I said, this one of the things that held the movie back for me, like I said, was the relationship with his father, mm-hmm. um, um, his his grandfather as well. And these are pretty big. These are pretty. Those are just two small examples. But um, 
definitely there was there's just some confusion, especially especially the explanation of the loop as well. Yeah, like and I said, yeah. Like like Miss Peregrine's Miss Peregrine's specific loop, mm-hmm. um, and how she made that one, it it is sort of, and, and how she knew exactly like when something was gonna happen that particular day, the first time. Like I was thinking yeah. about it, and it's like, how did this? So it was like, I mean, I agree, I, I completely agree where you're coming from. Yeah. Um. All right. You wanna rate this movie, or do you have anything else to add? No, that's, that's all I that's all I have. I'm gonna rate this a uh, solid six. A solid six. All right. I'm actually a little. I, I'm actually kind of lower than you actually, but I'm at a five point two out of ten. Wow. Yeah. Like I I think there are some good elements or some bad elements. I do think they kind of balance each other out. I personally had had fun in this movie, but if somebody goes into this and goes, I did not make any sense out of any of that, I wouldn't blame them. And that's why I can't, can't, I can't recommend people go see this movie. Maybe if you like the books and you want to see how it translates, then sure, go see it. But like I said, it's got too many issues. So, all right, you want to move on to probably what I'm assuming, what I'm kind of hoping is going to be the best movie um, for both of us, at least, Queen of Cotway. You ready to talk about it, Ozzy? Yeah, let's do it, bro. All right. Um, why don't you start again? What did you think of Queen of Cotway? I think it was a pretty good movie. Um, it definitely, I think it, I think the movie was shot pretty well, um, mm-hmm. for, for being this type of movie. Um, I think it did, I think the cast did a pretty amazing job in, in this movie. Some of the best acting I've seen this is probably the, like, between Deep, Deep Water Horizon and this movie, did some of the best acting we've seen this weekend. Mm-hmm. Um, Cinematography, like I said, was great, and I also liked some like the score of this movie. Um, okay. Thought the score was pretty good, and um, think what else? What else would I like about this movie? It just shows that the game, that, that like such a simple game of chess, mm-hmm. and has life lessons, and I, that's that's one of the things I really enjoyed about this movie. This this game changed the life of of just one person, and it showed her. And they show a, they show a span for for three years of of this character of this woman and of this little girl and it 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 shows her growth in character and it shows her growth and stuff that she's learning mm-hmm. and that she's taking taking a hold and actually using it in her everyday life and I think that's that's awesome that just something as simple as that can can change someone's life. Oh, definitely. I think that's one of my positives, actually, is the kind of deep themes that this movie has. Like, it touches on responsibility. It touches on national pride. It touches on um, class and poverty and all these different things. Like, it's able to go into these things, and it's surprisingly deep. I mean, obviously, you're not expecting a complete, like, fluff movie, but when you have this kind of talent involved, at least. But maybe some people were when they see Disney tagged onto it, but... This movie wasn't afraid to get serious, and I do appreciate that. I thought that was one of the strongest elements of the movie, um, was that it wasn't afraid to co- kind of go there and say something about these things. So I, I did really like that. And overall, I thought the story was pretty well-paced uh, once it gets going. I do think that may, that it kind of was a little bit of a slow build, and I was having a little bit of trouble getting into it, but once you kind of get into the main meat of the story it kind of moves at a very good pace and i was really enjoying it i was having fun with it and like i said it had a good balance of 
had a good balanced tone where it was kind of fun, but also serious. Um, I, I did really enjoy this movie and I'm glad you brought up the, um, the performances as well, because the performances in this movie, I thought David Oyelowo was really, really good. Um, I don't think he'll necessarily get nominated just because if he wasn't nominated for freaking Selma, I don't know what he, um, what he will get nominated for. I don't think he was, he might've been, but I don't think so. Um, and he would, he w- he didn't do anything necessarily spectacular. Like it wasn't a role that required too much of him, but for what he was given, he knocked it out of the park. Um, and then this is kind of a negative, but really it's, more negative because it wasn't enough of the positive, and that is Lupita Nyong'o. That she, woman is a dude, force she, to be reckoned with in Hollywood. She is so good, amazing in this movie. The you see the struggles that this woman just just the character and mm-hmm. that her performance definitely helps with that. You see the struggles that this woman goes through just to get her kids by, and yeah, she. She cares for her kids and she just wants the very best for her kids. And, and you see that in, in this, in this character. I hope that she gets nominated because she was the one of the, she was, if not one of the, or the best part, the best part in this movie, just seeing her on screen. The, um, the thing about her is that every time she's on screen, your eyes are just drawn to her. Not only because she's beautiful, which she is, but she's just such a power uh, on screen. She's got such presence where she walks on, on, in camera and you're just like eyes immediately because you know she's doing something incredible. And she is, she is that good. She's one of the best actresses in Hollywood. She is underrated. She, um, is an Oscar winner and she deserved it. And, this movie, honestly, this is why it's kind of a negative. We didn't get enough of her. I wanted more of her. I wanted her more on screen. I wanted her character more involved. I wanted kind of the story. I wish kind of the story focused more on her instead of her daughter. Um, but at the same time, I understand you have to focus on the daughter just because of the story you're telling. And this is why I don't think she's going to get nominated. I don't. Yes, people have been nominated for way less screen time than what she had, but. I just think it's going to be tough for her to get nominated, even though she probably deserves it because she wasn't on screen for as much time as probably she needed to get that nomination, which is frustrating, but I understand. Um, yeah, man. I mean, I, I hope that she gets nominated for Best Supporting Actress or something because she did a fantastic job. I mean, I she agree. was, God, she was amazing in this movie. Um just the more and more I saw her, I was like, wow. Like, I hope that she at least gets nominated. Cause mm-hmm. I haven't seen a lot of the performances yet, but I, she is one of the best. She gave one of the best performances I've seen all year. Yeah. Um, she is amazing. I haven't seen 12 years of slave yet, oh, but man, you gotta see it. Um, no, man, but she did a fantastic job. I'm also going to give a shout out to, to Medina Naiwagna. Um, she's the one who played Fiona. And she also did a fantastic mm, job. We'll talk about that. <laughs> um, I mean, mo- I don't know what else. What? All right, let's let's talk about it. Carlos. All right, let's let's get into negatives. negatives. Yeah, I, my thing. I don't know. She until the end, she was kind of deadpan the entire movie. I didn't feel like she kind of gave much emotional variance throughout the entire movie. She was just kind of flat for me. I mean, she's, it wasn't that she was flat from, I, I disagree. I think she did a great job in the movie. She is a girl trying to 
work best with the situation that she has. And I could tell that that's what she was trying to do. Um, just be, she's very, she was very different from the people of her, com- from the people of her community. And it's not something that's, I would say is a negative. If she's, if she's different, if she's more calm, more calm than her mother or than her sister, not necessarily, I take as, as a negative. Um, yeah, I, but- I actually liked her character. I think she was, I think she had the mental, the mental capacity and no offense. I think she had the mental, from what they were showing, I think she had the, the mental, I think she had, I think she, she was emotionally stronger mm-hmm. than both of them, which is, I think, what they were showing. Um, she was emotionally stronger than, than both, than, than a lot of the people in, in her family was. Um, and I get that, but for me, I don't know, like, there were moments where she'd be playing chess and, like, she would talk about after how she just enjoyed it so much. And to me, I didn't ever see any of that on her face. I didn't see, like, she's really enjoying this or she's really thinking through this. It was just just blank face. And I was like, okay, I get that you're more focused. You're more um, kind of calm than everybody else. And that's fine. But you got to give me something. To me, I don't know. I think we're just going to have to agree to disagree on this one because to me it didn't work. But for you, it obviously did. And I think that's... That just goes to show the kind of subjectivity of this all. I mean, Bob was sitting here cringing the entire Masterminds review because he loved it. So, <laughs> um, so sorry, Bobby, we'll, but uh, we'll we'll see did you, did how you dying in the movie the whole entire time. Or I, I don't know. I I think we'll talk about it after the episode. Um, <laughs> we'll talk about it, but yeah. So I, that I think we're just gonna have to d- agree to disagree. Do you have any negatives for this movie? Um, it was, it was sort of slow paced in the movie. Um, especially the at first, and towards, yeah. Yeah, and, and, and towards the end of it too. I, I thought this movie, okay. I didn't think, th- I didn't think we needed two hours and seven minutes, two hours and four minutes of runtime. I, I, I do think the movie could have been cut shorter mm-hmm. just because of the, just because of the, of what we're dealing with. Um, not to get me, not to, not to say I didn't like the, not to say I didn't like the movie, but I just, I do think it could have been cut shorter. Okay, um, that's fair. It kept reiterating the same themes in a sense that family's important, but you know she wants to play chess, but family's important. I'm like, okay, I get that. We need to we need to move on, and I think they stuck to the same points over and over again. They kept just recircling around it. Um, so that's that's one of my that's that's a big negative for me. Yeah, that's, uh, that's fair. I think I think they just didn't know when to cut it sometimes too, and um, that's. That's my that's my big negative on the movie. Okay. Um, I already have kind of said my two big negatives. Um, a third one kind of goes along with the kind of slow start of the beginning. I don't. I just had a I had a difficult time getting into it. But again, once I got into it, I was in like hundred percent. But it did kind of. I was kind of fearing at the beginning that this was going to be a kind of fluffy Disney movie, and I did kind of feel that kind of Disney gloss over the beginning of it, and like it was kind of just. Oh, we're not going to touch on anything serious. But it does make that turn. But I do think at the beginning, especially, it kind of has that feel. So once you get past the first act, I think you'll you'll be in for the most part. So that's what that's what I'll say about that. Do you have anything else you want to say, or you want to move on to our rating? Let's move on to our rating, Carlos. You're going to rate this first. What do you rate it? All right. Um, I am at an eight point one out of ten. I think it's a great movie. I Lupita Nyong'o carries, or she's what makes it um, as good as it is. And obviously, David Oyelowo. The, there's it, this movie does have an overall good cast, as much of problems as I do have with the lead actress. 
Um, I think the story is worth it. The themes are worth it. It's it's definitely a great movie. I think it's worth seeing in theaters. All right. Um, you're not too far off. I'm at a 7.9. Okay. Um, it's not a bad rating. I'm going to say it's not a movie for everybody. If you're not into chess or just sports in general, and, um, I don't think you're going to be, I don't think you're going to be really interested in this movie, but it, like I said, it does, like, just like I said in the beginning, it, it does give pretty, it does hit pretty dark, uh, not dark themes, uh, pretty serious, pretty serious themes, Mm -hmm. um, that, that people, even in this country deal with. Yeah. Uh, this is, this is, this is, this movie was shot in Uganda and, you know, I'm, we're in, you know, we're in the United States and it's dealing with some pretty, pretty serious themes that, that we deal with today. So definitely give it a, give it a, give it a watch. Just, seeing. just see, just to see, um, you know, what, what the movie's talking about. And it does give some pretty good performances in the movie, like from David Oyelowo to Lupita Nyong'o. It's a great movie, so I do recommend that you guys see it. Agreed. All right. Um, now we're going to move on to our first recap of Westworld, the new HBO show. We had the season premiere um, on Sunday. What? I See, when I texted you about this, you were kind of like, did you watch it a second time? Because I know you said you wanted to. I never got a chance to because okay. I, I I had to go see the movie and then I came back. I was writing my notes. Now I was watching Luke Cage. Yeah, that's um, fair enough. Um, but did since you've had a little more time to kind of dwell on it, what did you think of Westworld? I I, I like the premise. It's just it's very confusing to me still. Like I'm still trying to wrap my head around some of the things, which I guess is sort of like a problem. Like it's I guess it's sort of like a negative. But it's there's just some things I'm I'm still really confused about. Um, I'm not gonna get into it because it's gonna hit spoilers territories. I guess we'll talk about it after the show. But there are some things in this in the show I'm still very confused about. Well, you know what? Let's kind of just get in. Do you want to just get into spoilers? Because honestly, when we're gonna be doing this every week, so I it's gonna be hard to do it without spoilers every week. Um, we all right, all right. I guess we can talk. I guess all right. we can do. Spoilers. So, spoiler um, warning, if you have not seen the first episode of Westworld, I think, for me, I think it's worth seeing, so go watch it and then come back and listen to this, because I think it's worth seeing, and it's definitely worth seeing to talk about, and that's why we're here. So, go watch it, come back and listen to this. Spoiler warning over, let's go. I just don't understand the whole... Okay, the the hosts, the hosts were the ones that... that that what that they, they can't be shot right, or they can't be hurt, or they're the no, ones. No, no, the hosts are the robots or the androids. Or okay, whatever okay, they are. so that okay, so the hosts are the androids, yes. right? So I just didn't understand in the beginning, like like her father got shot and then she died, and then it just it was the next day it was fine. Um, yeah, because it resets. That that's the whole point. Like there, basically, it's it's a theme park, right? So everyone, regular humans, can go and can go visit this town or whatever. This huge. It's obviously not just a town because they're talking about how there are thousands of androids. So, um, so they go and they can just live here and they can do whatever. They can go. They can be a bad guy and go and rob everybody and do whatever they want, or they can be a hero and kind of go save somebody off on this other thing. And that, and the androids, they kind of just do this over and over again and do this every day. And they have little variations. There's a little bit of AI in there. We don't know how much. And that's what it kind of hints at at the end, um, which we'll definitely get to. But 
they the androids are just doing the same routine pretty much every day, just different variations of it depending on what the actual humans visiting this town do. Okay. So that that's what it is, and I, I get that it's kind of confusing, but I'm telling this. I think this show was brilliant. I think the first episode was. Re- I loved the first episode of this. I do. I the first it, episode was pretty good. The I, that like opening shot, uh, cinema, cinematography was oh, amazing. Yeah, um, HBO was, is king. <laughs> like I was like, damn. Okay, all right. So this type of show, I'm, this, this type of party I'm getting into. Okay, I can jump into this, and it was a great. It was a great setup. Um, talking, um, just from the cinematography and the opening scene, like when it gets, like when it gets to like where, where her father dies and everything, that, that scene, I was, mm-hmm. was like, whoa, like yeah. this is a great scene. Oh, um, and they definitely, like a- they set up a good villain too with, um, this black, um, he, the, well, I don't know what it is, but he's like a black rider or whatever. He's a pretty, he's a bad dude. <laughs> he's like going in. He's, he's basically kind of, I think he's been here so long. I think what they're kind of hinting at is he's been going here so long to this theme park. He's kind of played out everything or every different way he can go. I don't know if he's necessarily, I don't know if he's necessarily like the villain though. They kind of, they kind of made him in the trailer sort of like a hero in a sense. I disagree. Uh, coming up. I don't know. I think it was, I saw the trailer. I was, I was like, is he a hero or what is he? Like, I don't know. Um, I could be like, I could, I could be wrong. Like, like I said, I'm willing to accept that. Yeah, dude, he, he freaking raped the freaking android. He, he, this is not a hero. I mean, if he's a hero, he's a very extreme anti-hero. Okay. So he can be an anti-hero then. He could be like Jamie Lannister. But I don't even think so. I, I don't know. I, I guess we'll I think, find I out, think, but. I think he could, he could possibly be trying to figure, I think he can possibly, I think what he's trying to figure out is, is, is is um if he can ever basically escape this place? No, he goes here on purpose. He's a know, human, I don't know. dude. I, I'm telling you, he is a human visiting this place. Like, oh, yeah, I know that part. But like, like well, he doesn't need to escape. Then, like he he wants to basically be in control. He wants to control everybody or every android at least. That's what I got out of it. Uh, I like I said, this is kind of to me why what is making this show or what is setting the show up to be very good is kind of the different thematic elements that it's gonna touch on. It's gonna touch on kind of humanity and AI, those kind of things. And it's also gonna touch on kind of human morality. And that's that's one of the in- areas I'm really interested in because honestly, you can go to this park where um you're telling you tell any person that you can go to this park where what they do doesn't matter. It's going to reset at the end of the day. All these people are not human, so what you do doesn't really affect anybody. You can do whatever you want, and there's no consequences. Most people are not going to do good things, and I think that's what this show is trying to say: that kind of human nature to do horrible things that a lot of people have people just when they're given a free pass they will do bad things and that's what this show is trying to say and i think it's a very it's a very telling message and i i it's it's very interesting to watch and i'm again looking forward to it looking forward to um how they're kind of going to juxtapose that kind of message of human immorality with this kind of AI becoming sentient and they're kind of 
real becoming more human, but at the same time, they're realizing that humanity is not good. So it's interesting, and I, I'm really looking forward to this. I think it's going to be a very complex show. I do think it's going to be confusing, but um, I, I, I'm really looking forward to it. If you can't tell, I'm very excited about the show. Yeah, the mythology that is definitely set up in the movie is definitely interesting. Very interesting. You're you're they're showing how they're create like how they're creating them in the show and mm-hmm. and you see Anthony Hopkins explaining his views about it and everything. It's very interesting, very intriguing. Um just to see that character just to see one of the androids basically give his full opinion to Anthony Hopkins was fantastic. That was Again, between it was one of the best scenes in in, in, in that sh- in that episode. Yeah, um, Dude, like, arguably the best, arguably the best best scene in the episode. That that scene was amazing. Yeah, where she's uh-huh. kind of talking got- to him about like what her existence means to her, and it's I again, I think that's very. Uh, it's gonna be deep, and I think we're gonna kind of revisit that, and she's gonna have a different answer next time. And that's what I'm really looking forward to. And also, can we talk about that last shot? Um, how they set that up so perfectly. To the entire episode, it opens. It opens with the, um, the freaking fly crawling over, all over, um, an android's face and all over the eye. And they're just not doing anything. And first of all, that's just a disturbing thing to see because you're like, okay, that's bothering me. Even, even though it's not happening to you, it's bothering you. And they, they show that over and over again throughout the episode. And then to have that last shot be her slapping the bug, absolutely brilliant. It was a great way to show the kind of progression that her character is going to have. And I do think she's ultimately going to be the antag- or the protagonist. But th- that leads me into my kind of neg- negative thing about the show. I don't think they clearly set up who the protagonist is. And I, I do think the antagonist is the man in black. Um, but ultimately, I don't think they gave us a protagonist yet. I think they gave us a lot of characters, but I don't, we don't have clear motivations for anybody yet. And maybe that's okay because a lot of them are androids, so they don't have motivations yet. So maybe she's going to gain some motivation as she goes along and then she'll become our protagonist. But as of now, I think we have a lot of and. We have a main antagonist and then a bunch of sub-villains. Um, so I, I just, I don't know if we have anybody to root for yet. Um, but again, I think this episode wasn't about that. It was about setting up this world, setting up this mythology, and kind of immersing us in this strange universe. And again, I keep saying this, but I'm, it's so true. I cannot wait for the rest of the season. So, Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm excited for the for the season as well. Um, it it has the potential to be a really great show, and yeah. that the, the premiere of it was also it was fantastic. I really enjoyed the premiere of the show. I think this show, I think the show has the potential of being another classic of HBO. Um, it's HBO's most most watched premiere ever. Yeah, I mean this HBO has a is it Game of Thrones? Bob's saying it's Game of Thrones. It's definitely in the last few years. I'm pretty sure it's. It's most watched premiere at least since True Detective season one. So, um, but we'll fact check that over here. Um, Miles is on that and <laughs> maybe he's not on that. Um, but it, look, I am very excited for the show. I think a lot of people are very excited for the show. Um, and I, I, like I said, cannot wait. <laughs> <laughs> you seem, uh, I don't know. I, 
the I need to rewatch it again, but it's it, like I recommend that you watch it, but it's it is confusing. So you may have to watch it like once or twice, but um, it it's a pretty good show and uh, it has a it has a pretty packed cast as well. Oh, definitely. Um, starting with Anthony Hopkins, um, he did a great job in, in just the first episode. He is a legend, and I can't like I I, I'm, I was shocked to find that I, that he was actually in the show. Um, so again, you just you also have like a like a pretty packed cast as well. Um, yeah. HBO has a lot of uh, has a has a reputation that it has of of having some of the best shows on television history, and I think this has the potential of again uh, reaching that mark. Agreed, and they they know how to draw people in too with the with their cast because I I think that is a very um, important through line to draw people in. It's with those casts because honestly, true like we said, it's the most watched since True Detective, most watched premiere since True Detective. And what was in True Detective? True Detective had Matthew McConaughey at the height of the reconnaissance and Woody Harrelson, and that's what drew drew people in. Obviously, it had good trailers, but at the same time, you have these two very popular well-known actors that will be that can relate to people and make people say hey maybe I should give that a show or get get a chance and um I think that's what they did with Westworld so yeah. um, but anyway well let's um we are going to actually have a Star Wars Rebels recap but before we get that Ozzy is going to um we're going to do our recommendations and then Ozzy's going to sign out and then we'll move on to our Rebels recap and then I'll sign out the episode from there with Jesse. So Ozzy, what do you got for your recommendation? All right guys, I talked about this on the podcast a lot. I fortunately I don't know if I already recommended this but screw it. Um I am, since it's October, it comes out October 23rd, I am going to recommend The Walking Dead. Um, this is the month of premieres. Why not? Um, this is one of the best shows I've ever seen. I've told Carlos a billion times to watch it. Uh, um, Ace even agreed with me, so Carlos, you can stick it. Anyways, um, <clears throat> this is one of the best shows I've seen. It, it definitely has, um, it's not all about zombies. This is just, it's also about survival. And the show has some of the best, uh, I've said it a bunch of times, has some of the best characterization of, of, of character, technically evolution of, of characters I've, I've ever seen. You go back, if you're, if you're caught up in the current season, look at the last, look at the season finale of, of season six of where Rick was and look at where Rick started. Um, just, that's just the character I'm giving you. Um, it, it is just, crazy how much the show is is evolving their characters and, and um i'm very excited for the show to start up again so i think you should definitely give it a watch it's an easy it, it's not an easy binge but it's on netflix if you have netflix it's there um give it a watch it's definitely something worth watching yeah so uh you know my feelings on the walking dead i think i made that pretty clear at last um episode We'll, we'll see. I, you guys are starting to sway me with Miles, you, and now Ace. We'll, we may, I might get there. Um, you should definitely watch it after Mad Men because we need to have a season recap for the show. I think our viewers deserve it. So <laughs> I, I told you, you can do it with somebody. You can't no, tell me. You, no, 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 no
you, you you need to do this, Carlos. Okay, you can't tell me you don't know anybody that watches The Walking you Dead. You recommended Narcos, and I finished that before you, which is actually kind of crazy. It's actually really crazy. I had a, you had like a whole season and a half ahead of me, and it beat you watching that. But anyways, you I'm wanted busy. to talk about it on the show. I binge-watched that before you even finished season okay. two, mind you. I binged that for you. You're only one, buddy. No, 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 no. There's a difference between two seasons and two 10-episode seasons and seven 16-episode seasons. Carlos, you want to go with You recommended it to me. I did it for you. You're only one, buddy. Anyways, um, Carlos, Carlos is gonna, Carlos is gonna get at get on that as soon as possible um so, no. okay, uh, see the more you push the more i l- do not want to do it so you're not helping yourself um what blows me away is that you love this show for its kind of character um its character development and how these characters kind of change over the years but at the same time you don't watch or you don't like breaking bad which is one of the best examples of character development on television ever. I so, just haven't, I just haven't, just I like you haven't know. gone around to seeing. No, 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 no. You've said that you've thing. given it a shot and you just don't like it. So that's what you, you said on this I'll podcast. I'll give it another shot. I'll give it another shot. And I'll also watch House of Cards. <laughs> oh my gosh. Watch The Walking Dead. Stop being lazy. Anyways, continue. What's your it's recommendation? It's not about laziness. It's just I have no desire to watch it. But anyway, my recommendation is Swiss Army Man. We've recommended it on this podcast before and we reviewed it on this podcast before. So go back and listen to that review. But I'm going to recommend it because it just came out on DVD and blu-ray today go freaking rent it buy it i don't care watch this movie it's i think at this point it's off the top of my head my the second best movie i've seen this year um yeah what's your number three is this sing street uh, yeah i think i think right now it's uh hell or high water swiss army man sing street i think i i'm doing that off the top of my head so don't hold me to that but um this is the second best movie I've seen this year. It's worth a watch. It takes you, it, it's, but it's not for everybody. So this is, that's something you have to keep in mind. If you can't go for kind of any sort of absurdist humor at all, then you're not going to enjoy this movie. It's just very, it asks you to take a step with it. And if you can't take it, then you're going to hate me for recommending it. Sorry. But I, I think if you just take the step with the movie that it asks you to take at the beginning, you are going to enjoy this movie. It is a blast. Um, and highly recommend it. So go freaking buy it on DVD. I don't care. Watch it at a friend's house who bought it. Um, the best praise I can give it is that my friend Jack DiCristofalo, he said after seeing it one time, he said it's his favorite movie of all time. And I texted him today and told him it was on DVD, and he's like, I'm getting it today. So highly recommend it. Watch it. Um, that's what I got my, for her, my recommendation. Um, so now we are going to kind of throw it over to Jesse and I to recap Star Wars Rebels. So stay tuned for that, and then we'll sign out from there. Jesse. Yep, and Carlos is here too. <laughs> so uh, today we're going to talk about season two, uh, or no, season three, episode two. So yes, we got that yep. mixed up. Oh, goodness. Uh, holocrons of 
Fate. Holocrons of Fate. Holocrons of Fate. There we go. I wrote down the wrong word. All right. Holocrons <laughs> of Fate. That's a, that's a different word. That's a, yeah, that would be a different episode, I think. Yeah. Interesting. <laughs> Um, all right, what do you what did you think of this episode, Jesse? Let me start I, us off with that. I really enjoyed it. Um, I still think that this uh, season is off to a really good start. I mean, we had an awesome uh, premiere last week, and mm-hmm. then we're carrying over uh, a lot of the same stuff. Seeing Maul for the first time since in the season. Yeah, dude, uh, Rebels is on a strong run right now. They are. They're worries on. me a little bit, but <laughs> that's okay. We're we're I'm gonna have faith. Yeah. So I really started super strong. I like how there wasn't much build. It just immediately threw us into uh, Ezra and Kanan finding this uh, rebel ship that had been under attack. Mm-hmm. And they they immediately jump in, find out that it's Maul. I thought that was a quick thing. I was expecting more of a surprise to happen. Like they would be surprised. Oh, it's not an Inquisitor. It's Maul. Yeah. They don't have time for that. It's mm-hmm. a 20-minute episode. So uh, I liked how Maul was really menacing when he was talking about... He wants the Sith holocron and the Jedi holocron to release the rest of the crew. Mm-hmm. Um, but and I was really worried it was going to be okay. Ezra and Kanan go in to save the day, and it was. But the crew weren't helpless; mm-hmm. they were fighting back, and I really enjoyed that. And Ezra kind of got distracted along the way, and kind of. I, I still think he's going to dark. Going dark. I know he kind of. They've been kind of reinforcing. Little by little, that maybe he's not, but I just think they're kind of trying to distract us. I don't think he's going dark. I, I don't, or I do think he's going dark. I don't think they're yeah. not going to do it. Yeah, definitely. Because, I mean, okay, the end of last episode, Kanan gave the Sith Holocron to the Bindu to mm-hmm. guard. Uh, this episode, they had to go back, they had to go to the Bindu and, Bindu and get the Sith Holocron back and fight those spider things to get it back. And they had to work together to yeah. do that, Kanan and Ezra. And that started to repair their relationship. But immediately, as soon as they got, as Maul got involved, I started calling Ezra our apprentice. So great. That was such that a great was touch. Such a great little touch. Uh, um, but as soon as that started happening, Ezra started to drift back. Mm-hmm. So I like how chaotic and sudden these changes are. Like, Ezra has no idea what's going on. And I don't yeah. know if he sees it in himself mm-hmm. even. But um, obviously, a light side user can't open a dark side holocron. Dark side user can't open a light side holocron. Ezra's the only one that can open both of them. Mm-hmm. So he has to, to they're gonna combine these two holocrons together to get whatever answers they want mm-hmm. answered. Or whatever questions they want yeah. answered. You don't answer an answer. <laughs> um <coughs> excuse me. Um so they combine these together, Maul and Ezra working together while Kanan is being blind and trying to help um but so they we don't know what what they ask exactly there was a lot of fighting between that but i'm going to stay on the major plot points here uh once they combine those together we don't know exactly what they ask but we know none of the crew can see anything Mm because the light is so bright and only kanan can move forward because he can't see anything Mm -hmm. but all he sees is whiteness and then two dark figures yeah. of Ezra and... Do, do you think that meant anything? Or do you think that was just kind of, like, because he's blind? I'm going back and forth. That that's just how he's viewing things from mm-hmm. the, through the Force now, especially since there was a lot of the Force happening right there. Or it may have been significant that both were a, were dark figures. Maybe. 
But I'm not. I'm not really sure. See, I kind of thought it ended up being that Maul opened one, and then Ezra opened one. I thought maybe Ezra was just going to be the key to both of them because he's he is like you said the only one who could open both of them. Kanan even gave him the opportunity when they were flying over there to meet up with Maul. Mm-hmm. He like held out the holograms and here. Will you open it then? And Ezra said, No, no, yeah. I, I don't want to do it again. So. I don't know. We'll see, but I do agree with you. I think he's going to go light side. Mm-hmm. I think there's going to be a lot of chaos and confusion in between. Yeah, but he's going to go dark side. Mm-hmm. So um, we don't, like I said, we don't know what they see, but we do hear um, Maul is looking for hope. Ezra is looking for um, a way to destroy the Sith, and they both are describing Tatooine. They say mm-hmm. desert, twin suns, and then Maul starts celebrating. He is alive. So obviously, Maul's looking for Obi Wan. Man, that's that's so interesting that they're bringing this up now. I I know it's been a theory for a while that we're gonna get an Obi Wan movie and that it's gonna be Maul fight going to fight Obi Wan, but I think it's honestly it fits Rebels more. I think that's where it's mm-hmm. gonna happen. Um, I do think we're gonna get it. I think it'll be great to see Obi Wan again. Um, so I'm really looking forward to it. I really want Obi Wan to be the one that kills Maul. Oh, yeah. It has that, to be. That, it, that would just put a perfect bow mm-hmm. on the end of all this. But, um, and I feel like, okay, if he was looking for Obi-Wan, obviously, Ezra was looking for a way to destroy the Sith, all they saw was Tatooine, really. Mm-hmm. So I'm wondering if the answer to Ezra's question was on Tatooine because Luke. Mm-hmm. The answer yeah. to Maul's question was on Tatooine because Obi-Wan. That's why they were, I think they were seeing yeah. the same thing. Um, let's see. I also have a theory that um, Maul is working with Thrawn in some capacity. Or if he's not, I think he will. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you read the original Thrawn trilogy, there is a dark Jedi character named um, Jora or Jor- Jorua or something like mm-hmm. that, Sabaoth. And he's working with Thrawn has his own agenda, but helping Thrawn get his agenda accomplished at the same time. And uh, nobody knows that they're working together for a long time. Um, I feel like we could have the same situation. Mm-hmm. Maybe not. I think it would be, it, it'll be good either way. Uh, one, not relying too heavily on old material, but at the same time, it'd be interesting mm-hmm. to see that happen. I think, it's, I think it's a possibility, I think, because... Maul is definitely someone who Thrawn could use as a pawn. And Maul thinks that he's getting something out of this, but ultimately he's not, you know. Uh, I was a little disappointed and uh, kind of surprised, but at the same time not that Thrawn wasn't in this episode. Mm-hmm. Were you disappointed, surprised, or did you expect him not to be in this episode? Thrawn is my second favorite character mm-hmm. from the Star Wars universe. Yeah. Counting legends and canon, uh, other than Darth Vader. So I'm disappointed he wasn't there, but at the same time, I think it's a good use. We yeah. don't want to get an overload of Thrawn. Sure. We want little doses here and there, and then all of a sudden, boom, here he is. You, you yeah. see his hands and everything. Yeah, I kind of I kind of want and maybe think that you're starting to think that you're right about the Maul thing, because I think we can get a couple episodes without Thrawn, and then all of a sudden we realize that everything that's been happening has been leading our team of Rebels to this one specific point, and Thrawn has been planning this from the beginning. And that would work with the Rebels' style. If yeah. you look back at Season 1, we knew we met the Inquisitor in like Episode 1. Mm-hmm. Like, just a little taste. 
but we didn't see him for a long time, and then mm-hmm. we were just seeing little bits and pieces until he, yeah, we saw him majorly, and he was the villain. Yeah. So, uh, but anyway, um, I think it was a really good episode. Pretty Solid. well balanced, not filler at all. I was really that's a relief. Happy. <laughs> uh, t- we had enough filler last season. Yes. Let's get into the meat of things, and uh, this coming week, I'm excited because we're getting there. Wedge Antilles. I don't yep. know what all is going to happen, but they're. I think they're going to pull him out of the Imperial Academy. Mm-hmm. And we're going to see one of the best starfighter pilots from the Star Wars universe. Yeah, dude. I, I'm looking forward to it. Like I said, Rebels is on a strong run right now. If you go back to the last two episodes of last season and then the first two episodes of this season, they're, they're going pretty strong right now. And I'm looking forward to the rest of this season. And I hope we don't get any more filler. Um... Do you have any final thoughts on Rebels, or good to go? I think we're good. All right, awesome. So that was our recap and review of Star Wars Rebels Season 3, Episode 2, Holocrons of Fate, I think was what we established the title was. So, all right. Now I'm going to sign us off for our entire episode. You can find me on Twitter and Instagram, at Cherry456. Make sure you follow us on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, at Screenfellas, on all of them. So definitely check those out. Uh, subscribe on iTunes, Stitcher, SoundCloud, all that jazz. Jesse, where can people find you? You can find you can find me on Twitter and Instagram as Colonel Swink. And uh, don't forget to check out this video on YouTube. For uh, this will be both in the podcast itself and a separate standalone yep. video. So check both of those out. And uh, if you have any Star Wars questions you want us to talk about or answer in another episode, then email me at jesse.swink at screenfellows.com. Yep. Um, and then I'll also sign out for Ozzy as well from the rest of the episode. Uh, he, You can find him on Twitter at CastroOzzy um, and then on Instagram at OzzyCray. So for Ozzy, Jesse, and myself, this is Screenfellows. Fellows.